0: Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM, Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Are you a parent who's concerned about letting your child play football, tackle football, whether it's pop born or high school, moving on? I think I've told the story before. My, my, my brother, my, my uh, nephew, Frank the Tank, is How a good athlete. Would you say? I he is a sophomore in high school. Okay. How old is that? is a Four, 14 15 let's go with that yeah somewhere in that range i'm not good with ages i can tell he's a sophomore and um he's a good athlete he plays uh, lacrosse he skateboards mountain bikes he's he's got a lot of athletic and, and and he plays flag football now he plays flag football for two reasons one mommy and daddy the the lawyers are not letting Frank the Tank play tackle football. He's not putting a Why? helmet on. Why? Because of a concern of head injuries. Secondly, all of his friends and all of the neighborhood plays flag football to the point that I went to the high school where they where he plays. I went to one of his flag football games. They no longer use the high school football field for what we call football. So, you know, you've got... End zone to end, end zone. End zone to end zone. No. 100 yards. They turn it And they cut it into, I think it's three or four fields where you go sideline to sideline and play flag football. And you can play three or four of these things simultaneously. Hmm. That's how they use the field. That's how it's marked off.
1: The game they students, don't even yeah. have
0: the the goalposts anymore, and I go, does this? Team, they not have a high school football team? He goes no, they don't. They, and they don't have a high school football team there because there weren't enough kids to play high school football.
1: Yeah, we see the number of of kids in high school playing football decreasing pretty substantially. Eventually, it'll get to the NFL, and we'll have to have those conversations then. Mm-hmm. But what's changed? What's changed is that we have more knowledge, we have more information about what those repeated hits that high schoolers that junior high you know jv players or college or, or high school players are taking when it comes to football now it's going to have an impact on their brain we talk a lot about cte and and how that has impacted so many of, of the nfl players sure. or, or even the, the college players that we don't know if in fact they have it until they've died because it's the only way that you can get a conclusive that's kinda, uh, result
0: that's kind of sad as well right
1: but our very own bob mcclay here at KT T A R uh, recently did a story that that caught my attention because it was something that I'll be honest I hadn't really I hadn't really known it makes sense though it's kind of one of those things where and you know when somebody says it to you you're like oh why didn't uh, I think about that you know I, we we focus so much time on the concussions. But you don't have to have a concussion in order for it to impact Correct. your cognitive ability. Take a listen to this. This was some new research that was uh, just presented in the Valley here not so long ago.
0: The study revealed something about the hits high school football players take. Verbal recall seems to be one of the earlier markers of things that are affected. Orthopedic surgery resident Kyle Walker says players who get hit harder aren't necessarily more likely to suffer a concussion. You can have someone with a 60g impact that suffers a concussion and you can have someone with 160G impact that doesn't. Meaning even subtle hits could lead to player injuries.
1: Or, or can- they're, they're harder, like they're, they're, there's, there's more velocity behind them. So
0: I know this firsthand from racing. You remember when I broke my collarbone. Oh my goodness, yeah. It was a big crash. A huge crash. I did not have a concussion. And I know this. Because I've had enough of them. I didn't have a headache. I wasn't confused, disoriented. I know when I have a concussion. I sat out of racing for six months once because I I just felt dizzy all the time. Okay? So I I can use this as an example. I've had what I consider pretty small accidents. Nothing spectacular. And a week later, I'm like, God, my head still hurts. Wow, I'm, I'm having trouble with short term memory. And I've had some what I call spectacular plane crashes, and I'm like, oh, everything else hurts, but my head's fine.
1: You know, about the one, I, 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 you've had a couple. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that to you know, Are you make gonna fun the of I, you. you
0: going to do the eye one?
1: Was that the collarbone one too?
0: No, that, was, that was a different.
1: Okay, so when my eye was red, oh the white of the goodness. whites of my eye was your red. Your eyes were red. That was terrifying, wasn't it? I looked and, like a Bond villain. And, and, and Bruce would come to work with sunglasses, and I appreciate that because I couldn't look at you, dude. It
0: was. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. It scared the hell so out the of me. So the whites of your eyes but, were red. Why? The point I,
1: because of the G force. Yes. So and I that's can acknowledge the
0: important part, and, but I can acknowledge that not every bump of your head is the same and that's something i learned also in dealing with neurologists and brain experts as i was dealing with my issues was and i'll never forget the guy who said you know what we don't know about the brain dwarfs what we do know about the brain and his point was we could have two people who suffer the exact same trauma or injury and their prognoses are 180 degree different and the doctor the neurologist told me we don't know
1: why yeah, we don't know why. But, but for those of us out there who are not race car drivers and don't have a neurologist on speed dial, no, this kind well, of information and an orthopedist. Is, <laughs> is concerning. And I think it's eye-opening. And, and while I, I, I get that football, it's their turn in the barrel. Well, their, their turn, they're, they're the target of these types of studies. And they get a bad rap because it, it's a brutal sport. But it's where most of the the hits take place. Mm -hmm. I think that the information that we're learning, not just on CTE, but but this one that that shows that um, it's not necessarily the the concussive hits. The
0: big ones. It is a
1: certain G-force level and and, and getting so many of these hits over a period of time that's impacting the brain. So you can go through all the concussion protocols that you want. You're still not going to get an accurate account of what the the silent brain injury is. I I understand that football gets targeted for it because it's brutal, and that's where a lot of this happens, but we can learn from this for other sports out there. You talked about your nephew playing lacrosse. That can get brutal. My daughter plays uh, girl soccer. She's still at an age where they can't head the ball quite yet, but that is something that is definitely concerning to me. And the more that we learn, I think the better decisions that we can make, and for some families, that decision is just not to allow their kids to play football
0: but don't you think one of the headlines that comes out of this is that head injuries brain injuries cte uh, i i know i'm lumping a bunch of things together memory loss cognitive abilities decline it is not necessarily only impacting any athlete sure who gets knocked silly gets knocked out Eyes roll back in their head, need smelling salts. That it is these minor, smaller uh, um, um, impacts that are having negative effects because i think what people were concerned about and i use the nfl as an example where they've tried to come up with all these rules to keep these super big hits out of the game the one where the guy you know the the defensive back comes and he lowers his head and he labels the wide receiver and his feet go up in the air and and the guy's lying on the on the field for five minutes they've tried to get rid of that because they said well that's what's causing head injuries what we're finding is there's a lot of other things that are causing problems on a football field that have nothing to
1: do with knocking a guy cold. But we see how times are changing. That scenario that you just laid out, Bruce. I go back to, you know, being uh raised in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and going to Steelers games. Yeah. You see that kind of hit, people would stand
0: up. Oh, him, right?
1: Yeah, knocked Steelers! him silly. Nowadays, you see that kind of hit and like Ooh, you can quiet. hear a pin drop. It gets quiet. Because we now know We didn't know before. Now we know. And there's still a ton Mm -hmm. we still have to learn. But you see these different choices that are being made. And, you know, I think that this kind of research is critical because it's just showing that these high schoolers, the entire team didn't have a concussion all year long, but they put these G-Force monitors in the helmet. Got it. And so they were able to see, like, the, the impact of the hits, even though there wasn't a concussion. And they tested these high schoolers on some cognitive abilities. And they were 30% worse on those tests at the end of the season than they were beforehand. That's a moment of pause. And, and these aren't,
0: all, again, and these weren't, kids weren't all, like, under concussion protocol or anything. No. They didn't
1: have a concussion no. on the team right. all the season long. I think we're
0: learning that a concussion...
1: Which is still hard to diagnose, too.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah. But, But you can have a concussion and possibly not suffer serious brain damage, but you can also have brain damage and not have a concussion. <laughs> it used to be you thought it was only a one-way
1: street. If, if the story is, uh, you know, kind of striking a, a chord yeah. with you and you want to learn more about Please. it, head on over to com. You'll see the story there. It says, study shows loss of verbal memory recall after high school football season. It's definitely worth a read. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks a lot. Bob did a great job on that. So
0: um, is this
1: really a trend?
0: Are you a business owner? Are you a boss? Have you had employees ghost you? And what I mean by that is, did you just have someone not show up for work? And you just never heard from them again? Apparently it's a thing. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I mentioned this, uh, this ghosting. And Martha Maurer, KTAR News Director, you hear her do the news sometimes, right? Yeah. Martha said, oh my God. We had that happen. I go, what do you mean? She said, we actually had a reporter. And he was oh. scheduled He was scheduled to uh, do uh, anchoring, what Bob McClay is doing.
1: Yes. And she goes, he, he didn't, didn't show up. I remember this. And
0: we reached out and we didn't hear back. Uh-huh. And we never heard another thing again. Hold on. And then some of our staff yeah. attended ASU graduation, uh-huh. where one of our reporters was graduating and saw him there. Yeah. And the first thing was like, well, at least you're alive. But what happened?
1: Right. Exactly. He ghosted
0: us. He just never showed up for work and never communicated again.
1: And it's becoming more and more common when it shouldn't. Half of millennials and half Gen Zers say that they have ghosted an employer for a higher paying job opportunity. Now, ghosted. Uh, you know, Ghosted means it's like a no call, no show. All right. No call, no show. You don't let anybody know you're not coming back. You just don't. Come back. You just save. You just save the part about I quit.
0: You just never get around to that.
1: And why don't you get around to it? You're tr- trying to avoid conflict. Potentially. But you know it. what? I, I just think it's so rude. I think I'll, it's so disrespectful. Yeah. I'll give you that. I think it's a lack of character. You called me old for that and, yeah. you know, get off my lawn. No, yeah. these are these Damn are values today. that I have that I'm going to raise my daughter with. And I think that everybody should have because I think that there is a bit of hypocrisy when you have folks who have ghosted. And they say, you know what? Okay, they're looking for more money. Fine. You don't like your job. You don't want to stay there. You don't want to give a two- You got a better notice. offer? You, get, you don't want to give a two-weeks notice. You want to leverage your job to get more money someplace else. Man, you're in the hustle. I'm not mad at that. You just have to let somebody know. You don't want to go back to the office. Like, call Text, do something, let them know. That's all I'm asking. And when they say that they're looking for good, comp- uh, good compensation, more money, fine. All right. But they're Everybody also is. looking for, you know, what's the company's mission? And the culture of the company is a priority. So, 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 this, so your culture, you're, so you're, you're worried about the culture of a company, but yet your own character is one that's rude and selfish. That doesn't match for me.
0: I, I, and I can see where you, where you say that. We, we've seen that before when people uh, say, why do they stay at a job or, or why are they enticed to stay there? The culture, the, um, you know, the, the, the attitude, yeah, the, the boss, sure. things like that. But it does fly in the face. Again, when you see the number here, we're, we're near, I, which I find it half. Uh, half of millennials and you, Gen people? Zers say they have ghosted an employer.
1: there's so much wrong with this on so many different levels but we asked you Uh on our open mic line um, about this this. you know I don't know if we have many Gen Zers listening but I'm sure that we've got kids
0: today get off my
1: lawn we've got others who are employers out there so we asked on the open mic line brought to you by Carol Royce with Keller Williams Realty if you've experienced this take a listen
0: hi my name is Michelle from Phoenix and I'm the boss here in Phoenix at Mm -hmm. a retail store and I recently had one of my coworkers ghost me and I thought that they were hurt, so yeah. I had to reach out to their emergency contact, and it was their parents telling me that they no longer wanted to work for me. Mm. <laughs> I think it is about integrity yes. and respect, and yes. I think
1: that people should at least let people know because I was actually worried about this person yeah. as a human being. Uh, you, you know, nobody doesn't show up to work, you think something bad happened. So, you and I, uh, you and
0: I, we mm-hmm. had a fill in producer. This was not Stevie Z, we had a, 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 and this was before you, we had uh, I was was on was vacation, sick and out,
1: and I wasn't here for this. And totally we had a
0: fill-in there. producer, and it was somebody who we'd seen before, and he'd, he'd filled in before. Show before. yeah. And I remember I show up, and there's nobody there.
1: And I was off that day, so right. you had and somebody I had some else And some other day, yeah. and
0: so we're sitting around, and we got almost to showtime, like there's no producer here. Nobody ever showed up. So we, you know, my thought, like hers, oh my God, maybe there's been an accident. Right. I hope this person's okay. We never heard from them again, except to find out they weren't dead. My name is Ryan. I'm 29 years old. I run a business in the mm-hmm. Phoenix Valley, and it honestly surprises me that between me, 29 years old, and the generation uh, just just after me, the amount of disrespect there is. Yeah. I've had employees just completely ghost me. Don't know if they're dead. Don't yeah. know if it's a family emergency. Don't know what's going on.
1: Right, exactly. And, and you you don't want to you don't want to continue working there. Then don't. Send a text message, for goodness sakes. Not that I'm saying that's okay. But that I'm would looking be at the, the
0: least you could do. I
1: am looking at it on on a scale here. Uh, you know, you're at least acknowledging that you're not coming back.
0: Hey, this is Jason from Santan Valley. I um, am a manager in healthcare, and I have just had an employee ghost me the other day. And his spouse works for me as well. Oh, geez. And told me that his reason was that if I was to fire him, I would not give him a two-week notice. So, therefore, he gave me no notice you know what? How does the spouse keep working there? How is that? That's got to be a little awkward. So, hey, by the way, what happened to your husband? Oh, he quit. Uh, Okay, well, why wasn't he telling me that?
1: And and I get the argument that the guy was making. Well, hey, if you're going to fire me, you're not going to give me a two-week notice. Yeah, but I'm at least going to tell you. Can you at least give me that, telling me? <laughs>
0: well, it, it is like, awkward really if you show up and the they're like,
1: bar low your key all card doesn't this. work anymore. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, those calls on the open mic line brought to you by Carol Royce, the leader in Arizona's real estate. We'll get your home sold guarantee or should buy it for cash. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com.
0: The good news, the New Hampshire primary apparently went a lot smoother than Iowa. The bad news, maybe for the Ds, is who's out front? We're going to talk a little bit about that, including we have not one, not two, but Three. Candidates on the D-side uh, uh, uh. dropped out today. We'll give you the latest on that coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I got to tell you, Pamela, it was a, a fierce battle, if you will. You have presumptive front runners. You have upstarts. But it all came down to... Seba the Standard Poodle won the Westminster Dog Show uh, last night uh, oh, in a bit of an upset so because people thought that Daniel the Golden Retriever yes. would win. Daniel came in a distant third. It's you unclear know. if Daniel's going to be able to continue was it. Uh, and continue to raise money because, again, Bourbon the Whippet uh, came in second. So the it Westminster Dog Show. It was um, uh, Yeah. Fake news. We shall see. Oh, by the way, they also voted in Vermont. Oh yeah, and uh, we had a Vermont. No, New Hampshire. (laughs) But the guy from Vermont
1: won in New Hampshire, and his name is. Bernie Sanders? Okay, we got one thing right here. We saw the first decisive results of this primary season, a big moment for those new frontrunners, Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, but with moderates and progressives still split and the top candidates vowing to fight on, this contest is anything but settled. Yeah, it is anything but settled, but already it's the will Biden go away, you know, before Super Tuesday. You know who
0: is going away? Who? We lost not one, not two, but three people today
1: and, and it's it's moving quickly because we only had two of the three moments ago take a listen last night was also the end of the line for two presidential hopeful senator michael bennett and newcomer andrew yang he sparked quite a movement with that plan to give a thousand dollars a month to every american yeah. and developed a cult following last night he tweeted to his followers known as the yang gang saying we'll be back okay so bennett no, out no. yang out who else out bruce uh deval patrick and he,
0: he was one of these that got in really, really late yeah. for reasons unbeknownst to anybody and just never, never...
1: I'll start, caring taught. about candidates when they drop out when it's names like Elizabeth Warren.
0: Well, there's a or question. Or Joe Biden. So here's something that I, I'm i unclear of. matter. Looking at New Hampshire, and, and you could get caught up in the horse race and who was first and who was second, and I get all that. I realize it's important on some level. But going back four years ago, 2016 yeah the new hampshire primary it was the front runners were hillary and bernie Bernie. right what does it say to you pamela that bernie sanders got a much smaller percentage of the vote this time than he did four years ago.
1: Okay, so perspective's important. 2016, Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire, just like he, he won in win. 2020. But he won New Hampshire in 2016 with 60% of the vote.
0: Okay, okay. Okay. That's a resounding win.
1: Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire yesterday with roughly 27% of the vote.
0: Does... Does that say something about Bernie Sanders?
1: I don't know if it necessarily says something about Bernie Mm -hmm. specifically. I think the bigger issue is with the entire Democratic Party. You have too many candidates, too many, too many, uh, you know, what? Too many cooks in the kitchen, kind of thing. Okay, um,
0: splitting the splitting sp- the vote. Yeah,
1: exactly. So they're looking to get delegates. You need nineteen hundred delegates to get the nominee, and you, when you have all of these candidates that are still. In the race, they just keep cutting up that pie and getting smaller and smaller slices of it, which I think what you're seeing in New Hampshire last night could give momentum to the idea that it's a brokered convention, that no one candidate, if they all decide to like stick through this for the long haul, because, listen, Bennett, Yang, and Duvall, they weren't sucking up a bunch of uh, delegates, okay?
0: No, but the small percentage of their allegedly... So the race is on right now going... Of the few supporters they had, where do they go?
1: Right. And will any one candidate get the number of delegates necessary mm. to get the nomination prior to the, the, the convention? Hmm. I think that's what you could take away from Bernie getting 60% of the vote in 2016 to 27% of the but vote. But you
0: understand how I looked at that and say, okay, um, is that a crack? In the armor, is that is that a in whose armor in Bernie's? That yes, he is a front runner, but he doesn't have quite the momentum or head of steam that he had four years ago. And how did that turn out?
1: Well, I think he still has momentum, and I think he still has some steam. But I think that when you, he's not the only one who's a socialist running right now, right? Yeah, but Elizabeth, you know, Elizabeth Warren, Warren
0: did not. If you add Elizabeth Warren's total to his, you don't get anywhere near
1: sixty. Fair enough.
0: You see what I'm saying? Be- like I'm, I'm looking at it from ideology. Is the ideology of the people showing up in Democratic primaries shifted? Or do people know more about Bernie than they did four years ago and they aren't as supportive as they once were? They're not feeling the burn? Maybe it just burned too long for them. And they're like, okay, that's enough turning. Gotta get out of that kitchen. There are too many chefs and it's hot. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, to recap, last night, if you're you're going by the rank, you have Bernie number one, Mayor Pete second, but by a very small percentage second, right? Uh, Practically a toss-up. Amy Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar in third. Elizabeth Warren fourth, Joe Biden fifth? And now the worry is, or the concern is, can Joe Biden survive? Is he the next one to tap out as he is counting on, what is it, South Carolina and Nevada well, are next?
1: Yeah, Nevada's next and South Carolina is where he supposedly you know, is going to get this groundswell. I think a lot of it also comes down to money. How much money does he have left? I mean, you start burning through that stuff. Can so, you continue?
0: And we talked about this. So if it is about money and we understand that that is a huge part of yeah. anybody running for president. Doesn't this all become a moot point? When Bloomberg and, to a certain extent, Steyer have a nearly unlimited amount of it that they can spend?
1: Yeah, Steyer still doesn't have the name recognition, though. Biden has the name recognition hey, because he's a vice president. Bloomberg, he runs
0: $40 million it, in TV commercials. He'll be more, m- more of a name recognition than the Kardashians.
1: Money most definitely can give you a leg up. And with Bloomberg, you've got the conversation as to whether or not you can buy the presidency. Seems like right? what he's trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's not the only thing. It, it's it's not the only thing. Um I think that, you know, Nevada, it's going to tell us a little bit more, but there's a new poll out that, that kind of caught my attention. Okay. Because it shows it, it's a Monmouth University poll. Okay. Two thirds of voters now I'm talking about voters, All not voters. Republicans, not Democrats, not independents, not libertarians, not, voters, everybody. Yeah, you voters. Two thirds of you believe Donald Trump will be reelected thirty eight percent of Democrats think he 's likely to win another term in office, yeah, and I think that if that story there if that if this poll gains more momentum it can be quite damaging. To the Democratic Party. Well, do you think I that's get... people assuming also,
0: if you're looking at it, that it's going to be Bernie versus Trump? And no, by the it's way, if that's the say that. if that's
1: the thing, no. I would agree with that. It's it's way too soon to say that. I, I think what you're looking at is, you know, the, the president has been in office for four years, and you know, the incumbent usually wins. Economy is good, so it's an uphill battle for somebody to try to come in and and, and rock that apple cart, so to speak. Mm. But where have we seen? a situation where the majority of Americans think that the outcome is a foregone conclusion and they lose interest. We saw it in the impeachment hearing. Okay, Everybody already felt like, okay, you know what? You're going through this exercise just to go through this exercise, but we know how this is going to end. So what happened? People didn't pay attention. They didn't watch. They weren't engaged. They figured there was no mystery, intrigue. They didn't feel like they were going to learn anything new. It was what it was. And so they didn't watch. I wonder if people believe that this is just going to be a foregone conclusion to begin with. Democrats as well in here, which was kind of surprising to me, and they're just like, you know what? Yeah, and they stay home.
0: That's the big thing. It, ter- it comes down to turnout, yeah. right? If people stay home and don't vote, who does that benefit?
1: Did you hear anything about turnout yesterday in New Hampshire? Like what it was? Compared I heard to- it
0: wasn't as much as it was four years ago.
1: Same thing with Iowa. Yeah. So what is that telling you about the Democratic Party?
0: Not yeah.
1: Not engaged. Again, As much.
0: I would make an argument that there is also some of this is just hurry up and get down to one. We don't care. We're voting for anyone whose name isn't Trump on the D side. Or are they? Will the Bernie bros stick with them? Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to heck in a handbasket. Pamela says she can restore your faith in humanity. That's coming up next right here on Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. The happiest place on Earth might soon be considered one of the most expensive places on Earth. We are learning that Disneyland is raising prices once again. It's like annual, don't they? They just like every, every year, prices keep creeping up. And now you're talking about... Almost two hundred dollars a day?
1: What well, it depends? It depends on when you're going and what kind of ticket you get. I mean, if you're going on a peak day, yeah, a Groupon I can get for that? <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> there's not an app for that. There's not an app for that. Uh, if you're going on like on a peak day during the holiday season, and you're looking to get a park hopper pass, yeah, you're going to be kissing you know, you, two bills. Do you think?
0: Do you think people understand also the uh, the, the peak days? There's actually a website you can mm-hmm. go to, and you can find out like the average people per day. So. You can find out the days that the park is packed to the absolute gills. And by the way, those are the days they charge more.
1: Sure. I mean, you just go to buy the tickets online, which is something that I did last month. And it'll you can click on the different days and it'll yeah. tell you and you can see how the price changes given the popularity and supply and demand. Yeah, exactly. Pretty simple. But they're going up again. They're going up again. They went up last year and it's it's a small increase. I want to say it's about like 3% or something along those lines. But, and you've got people that are chirping and complaining about it and if you uh, are upset about the the percentage increase, chances are you weren't going to be able to afford it last year, let alone this year. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just the idea, you know, we went for a day. I have never been to Disneyland before in my no, life
0: just it was blasphemous I'm i know Be- people
1: went. were like really you've never no yeah. i went to disney world when i was a kid Not the same. i went to disneyland in november Walt took my daughter for the, the first time i know you always say that i don't really care about that so um we went, and we went for a day. And the reason why we went for the day, one, I didn't have a whole lot of time to go, and two, it's expensive. So we made the most of our day. We got the Park Hopper Pass. We went from California Adventure back over to Disneyland. We were there when the gates opened at 8. We left at about 10.30, 10.45, so we were almost there the entire time, shy 15 minutes. And I averaged it out. Let's Let's say our tickets weren't $200, but let's say they were. Two hundred bucks. We were literally in the park for fifteen hours. It comes out to like thirteen fifty an hour for entertainment. You work it out like that per person. It's all about perspective.
0: Well, and I, I think that that, and maybe that, the fact that math is difficult for a lot of people because uh, I had some people chiming in like, uh, "You are, you guys like to snowboard, right?" Yeah,
1: yeah. Let me tell you, lift, What's tickets, a lift ticket. Go for it. It depends on where you're going. They could be a buck fifty, two bucks as well for a lift ticket. If you're walking up to the gate and buying it, right? Yeah, and that's for a day of yep entertainment. Yeah, absolutely, it is. It, it might not have characters with large
0: heads. Uh, you know, and it might not be playing It's a Small World in the background, but you're getting to have fun with it. So it all comes down to to this. And, and, and I guess my problem I have is the predictable outrage that you get around this from people that think that somehow Disney, a private corporate... Maybe it's because the word park is in there. It's not a public park. It is a private park, okay? It is a for-profit park. And it is their job, okay, to run a profitable business, not their job to make the park as cheap as possible so you can go. And if your argument is Disneyland is getting too expensive to take a family to Ford to, by the way, I would argue, yes, it is. But that doesn't mean you can't do other things. And if you want to go to Disneyland, understand you're going to pay through the nose. You know what else you're going to pay through the nose for? A trip for four to Paris, okay? (laughs) It's not Paris's job to make it affordable.
1: How about Fiji? Can we make Fiji more affordable? I want to go. Hashtag make Fiji Fiji. more affordable. Yeah, I want to go well yeah. there but, you go but you know what not in the cards right now no. why because it's so expensive yeah you're not guaranteed or owed anything
0: yeah they, they, Disneyland does not owe you a cheap vacation as a matter of fact you could certainly make an argument at the way that they do things here is the exact opposite sorry folks park's closed <laughs> don't worry gift shops open another three hours yeah uh, that's get right a, yeah get yeah. a seven dollar pencil while you're here all right. It might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to heck in a handbasket. Pamela says she can restore your faith in humanity.
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, I thought that this was it was a cute story. We've got the um, the oldest man. Yeah, Guinness Book World Records has officially confirmed the oldest living man is one hundred twelve years old Oof. and three hundred and forty four days of as of. Today. Born March 5th, 1907. Yeah. And you know what? What is the secret, they ask, of living a long life? It's super simple. Don't get angry and keep a smile on your face. I challenge you that today on Wednesday, hump day. Yeah. Right? You know, to don't get angry and keep a smile on your face. You'd be amazed at what it can do for you.
0: You There's a part of me that says, I get this, and we over.
1: (laughs) Do you really want to be 112? He looks happy. Okay. All right? This guy looks happy. I see a lot of these people,
0: you know, know, 100 and something. I'm like,
1: I don't. That doesn't. That
0: that looks tough. All right. Well, good for him. Hey, we look through the double-fantable pre-class. We've got DJ Tommy, two-tone super producer CBC. And don't go anywhere. The noon KTAR news expansion is coming up next. uh, 15 minutes. Nonstop. News, traffic, weather. Everything you need to know.